0: Just go to Indeed.com/slash Bluewire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com/slash Bluewire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, founder of Coachable. I'm a corporate dropout, recovering people-pleaser, turn online entrepreneur, speaker, and self-love junkie. And each week, I bring you a thought or a guest to help you get inspired, stay connected, and slay your fear dragons. So get ready to thank yourself for listening, because you're welcome here. So oh, before we jump into this week's episode, I have a few special announcements. The first being that I got engaged yesterday I am over the moon filled with joy and know that there's nothing more special than when two people make a lifelong commitment to each other. And um, the fact that I have the joy of partnering in life with someone who not only makes me 100% a better version of myself, but someone that respects me, honors me, and allows me to follow my dreams and supports that. And I am just so, so privileged to have found someone like Guillermo and cannot wait to start a life together. So that is very exciting. I'm sure I'll have to do a whole podcast episode about that experience and how we met and our story. But just wanted to let you guys know that that was a huge, huge thing that happened yesterday um, on Sunday. So, Also, if you are interested in getting coached by me, I have an extremely special opportunity coming up for a few special people. I'm actually going to be taking requests for people that want to be coached live on the podcast. And this is an opportunity to work one-on-one and have a coaching call with me at no cost to you, while really showing others what it means to be courageous and bold in your pursuit of your highest self. So if this sounds like something that you're interested in, Please shoot me an email at hello at ToriGordon.com. You can also find me on Instagram at Coach Gordon. Lastly, I am still taking one-on-one clients. There are only limited spots available for my 12-week coaching program or 90-minute intensives just to get your head in the game and your mindset rebooted for the holiday season. And also my conscious coaching toolkit, which really takes the thinking out of preparing for your coaching calls or your team meetings if you're prepping for, um, prepping an agenda for a live event. This really gives you incredible tools that you can use with your audience to make sure that they're engaged, that they're collaborating together, and that they're really getting the results that they're looking for. You can pick up your Conscious Coaching Toolkit at the link in my Instagram bio, or just send me a direct message or email, again, to hello at ToriGordon.com. In today's episode, we get to hear from Charlene Azair. She is both a friend and mentor, but also the founder of Wellness Delivered and a networking community for women of color and their allies called Melanin and Money. So join us as we talk about why self-care is about thriving instead of surviving and the ways that you can get started in self-care today. Thanks. Yeah, that's really helpful. Um, yeah, today, guys, we are recording an episode of Your Welcome Radio. And I'm really, really excited to have Shar on um, because she's just the best. And I wanted to go live so some of you guys could tune in if have time today. So I want to introduce Ms. Charlene Aziri. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur, and she's also the founder of Wellness Delivered. It is where um, self-care meets community care. And I'm going to have her talk about actually an upcoming event that she has coming up soon that if you're in her area, you guys can attend. Um, and she is also um, the founder of a networking community uh, called Melodin and Money for um women of uh, color so she is also having another i think event for them too uh, uh, coming before the end of the year so yeah welcome to the podcast, Char.
2: thanks i'm so excited to be doing this with you i don't remember the last time i recorded a podcast so getting back in the swing of things
1: yeah definitely well you've been busy um for those of you probably most of you don't know charlene is actually one of my business coaches um that i started working with about six to eight weeks ago now, um, and has really been one of the people that has, I think, been a big needle mover in my life for 2019. When I look back on this year and when we are like, meeting you was one of the biggest, like impactful friends that I've met. So, aw, well, um, yeah, I want you to tell people a little about what you do and what is, the coaching industry because they're seeing me post about it all the time and that i'm on these calls with you um and the other girls what are we doing and yeah. what do you do to support people like me
2: yeah so uh, my name is charlene is and i'm a multi-passionate entrepreneur i'm a business coach a virtual assistant um and i also run a networking group for women of color as she just mentioned and As well, I am a self-care and wellness entrepreneur through my platform, Wellness Delivered. And I work with Tori, pretty much every week we do um, business coaching and she's in like this mastermind where we have tons of amazing and incredible other entrepreneurs. And I'm one of the co-coaches um, and Isabella Silverio is actually the founder of the Guava Boss Mastermind. So we essentially just guide the ladies in the group um, to build their empires unapologetically. And we just provide the resources and the tools that they need. to help.
1: Yeah, it's been Huge, because when I joined the Mastermind, I had no clients, I had no offers, I had no business, I had a dream, really, and I joined this group on a on a gut feeling that you were the women that were going to help me get, build this dream inside of me and make it a reality, and that's yeah. what's coming to life, and it's just so crazy to, like, watch it happen, um, and how much has changed in literally, like, six or eight weeks, so
2: crazy <laughs> yeah
1: yeah and so i and if you listen to the podcast you know how much I talk about you know pushing beyond your limits going outside of your comfort zone you know really believing that you can have and create the life that you want yeah. and that's my message and I know it's huge for you too Charis I want women and men alike to um, know what's available for us. And if we want to have this life of abundance, there's no reason why we can't. It's really just what we tell ourselves and the stories that go on and the reasons why we say we can't have what we want. But I want you to tell people more about you and your story and how you got into um, what you're doing and how, you know, why self-care is so important to you.
2: Yeah. So wellness and self-care is at the core of who I am, like as a black woman, as a sister, as a coach, as an influencer, and I wear many, many hats. So because I wear all of these hats, it's been super important for me to prioritize myself and prioritize myself through self-care. Um, and that's something that I've learned over my entrepreneurial journey over the past like few years Um, I started in this industry, online industry, uh, several years ago as an online fitness coach and I absolutely loved, loved, loved coaching women, showing them that, you know, all that they need is the tools, but all they need is necessarily a a dream and drive, essentially, to meet their goals. over the course of being a fitness coach, I realized for me personally, that I started to feel way more aligned with self care and wellness, and less aligned with weight loss and fat loss that really wasn't as important to me anymore. Um, And actually, over the summer, I had like this um, spiritual awakening, if you will, or um, the mental health breakdown, um, essentially, and I realized through that, that time that While I was wearing my many hats, I found that I wasn't really prioritizing myself. Um, I had a lot of traumas that came up. I had a lot of um, anxiety and my depression kicked in. So over the past three, actually four or five months or so, self-care has been everything. It's been at the core of who I am. It's been at the core of my coaching style. It's been at the core of my relationships with my friends, my family. Um, And my favorite word, it, my favorite B word is boundaries. So boundaries have really, really helped kind of help me evolve to the next level as an entrepreneur and as a, as a woman, essentially. So yeah, self-care is the bomb.com.
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like we hear self-care and wellness, like they're almost buzzwords now. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. So give listeners an idea of when we say self-care and wellness, like what does that look like in our yeah. daily lives?
2: Yeah, so self care, like, I, th- I think you're you're one 100% right. They are buzzwords they are super trendy right now. Um, people love their bubble baths and their face masks and all that and like getting their nails done. And I'm so here for it. You better believe y'all. I'm definitely here for the bubble baths, but yeah. It's important to go beyond the bubble baths. Right. And like, I think that's where I um, this industry struggles a little bit to kind of show that other side of self-care where you're actually diving deep and getting to the root of your traumas or your triggers or your boundaries or whatever it might be. Because sometimes self-care is not pretty. Sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's trying, sometimes it's distancing yourself from people who just no longer serve you and where you're trying to go. Sometimes it's kind of um, just kind of shedding dead weight you know, from your from your soul and from your life. And it's not always cute. It's not always pretty. And I think that's where it's very important for you to realize that you must go beyond the bubble baths and the face masks, right? You have to create an environment where you can heal and where you can thrive. And it's not it's not even about survival at this point. Self care yeah. has to be about thriving.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. You know, for me I think it we we can only take care of ourselves to the level that we know our needs, you know what I mean? And we have to be connected, have that inward connection with ourselves. I mean, we operate in a society of go, go, go grind it out, all of this masculine energy. Like I, I traditionally really operated in a lot of masculine energy in my life where it was just like, I'm going to make this happen for myself and I've just got to be resourceful and find things and have the drive, like you said, and it's just up to how hard I want to work. And that was a belief that I had. it was If I want to be successful, I have to work really, really hard and have these crazy long hours and I just have to be the one that's left standing when everybody else gives up. And That's yeah. going to be the measure of how successful I will be. But I was totally disconnected from what I actually, like my body. And what I what my body was saying is, hey, I've got some needs Mm -hmm. and you're not, you're not (laughs) connecting with me. And those are also connected to your emotions and your ability to your sustainability. Like how long can we actually stay in those um, seasons of grinding it out? And like you, like you had this, this come, you know, spiritual awakening where it's like, actually, I have to prioritize this. And unfortunately, sometimes it comes to that where we've been um, neglecting our own selves for so long that we're awakened to the fact that we're not invincible and that we have to prioritize that so um, what are you know talking about the deeper work that we do of how do we know what our real needs are if it's not just like making ourselves feel good at night when we go to bed and you know putting on a lush face uh, like face mask yeah actually connecting like deeper through our emotions and what our needs are
2: yeah I think and it, it doesn't have to be complicated I think sometimes people feel like they have to do all the things they have to journal they have to get like these journal prompts and like do them all and like have to sit there and have candles and like sit there and wait for something to come and it's like no sis like it does not have to be that complicated honestly, it's honestly as simple as asking yourself every day every night where what am i feeling right now like actually feeling beyond like oh i feel okay like do you actually feel okay you know and like what do you need every day to show up as a boss or is today a moment of where you want to just relax or be in flow versus always being in that hustle, hustle, hustle mode. Because y'all, I love the hustle. I'm so here for the hustle. But I I just talked about this the other day. I personally can get so distracted by being in that hustle mode. And I think a lot of online op- entrepreneurs are can relate to that, right? Especially during this season right now, um, yeah. where it's like the ending of 2019, you're trying to reach your, your financial goals, you're trying to reach your fitness goals, you're trying to do all of the things but you don't necessarily realize that when you're trying to do all of the things, your pieces of yourself, you're leaving pieces of yourself out essentially, right? So for me, I always say that I am at the top of my to-do list. So at the, at the very beginning of the day and at the at night, I'll ask myself, what do I need today? Or how was, I, how was today? Was today a hard day? You know? figuring out are my problems or are my stressors outside or inside of, um, my control. Right. Yeah. And kind of, and then figuring out from there, what exactly it is that you need and then implementing that. Right.
1: Yeah. 100%. Like I, I love at the end of the day, I'll, I have a ritual of saying, am I better today than I was yesterday? Mm -hmm. And that doesn't just mean did I make more money today? Did I, you know, did I bring on a new client today? Did I record a podcast and put it out? That, that means did I listen to myself? Did I listen to my intuition? Did I let, like, did I suppress feelings when they came up that were uncomfortable or did I actually feel them? Mm-hmm. Like, those are things that I identify as like, I'm better today. And, and if the answer is no, at the end of the day, more than not, the answer is never going to be no twice in a row Yeah, because I have the awareness of like, mm, I didn't I didn't prioritize myself. Like I was focused on everything else and accommodating to everybody else. And, um, another thing that I, practical thing that I do with my clients is like, cause I think people love the practical, right? It's look at your priorities and what's, what's really important mm-hmm. because we say yeah, family's really important and this and that and the other, but if I looked at your schedule and I. or you did you looked at my schedule as my coach and you're like okay Tori what do you have booked out for you today do you have time to go do your workout if that's a priority do you have time to do like make a nutritious meal or are you like just reacting to the day all day long
2: right (laughs) yeah Um, so true and then being in that zone of just like reaction is it takes a toll on your body, right? If you're always spending so much time reacting versus taking a moment to just sit down, plan out what exactly it is important to you, what's what's your priorities for the day, what realistically you can do, and giving yourself enough grace to be okay. Like, not everything's going to get done today, but that's
0: fine. right. So the house
2: is not going to burn down. But the house will burn down if you burn yourself out, you know, if you don't take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't send an email tomorrow, sis, the house isn't going to burn down. But if you don't take care of yourself, it might.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, burning the candle on both ends, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like, let's, that's what, one of the things I really want to talk about is burnout. Because not just, I mean, as much as online entrepreneurs are in the hustle and grind, there's so many corporate uh, people in corporate that are feeling that same pressure. Yeah. Because when I was in a corporate environment, and I was trying to climb the ladder. I was looking at the people that were in positions of authority and that were in executive level roles that essentially we all esteem to, if we're in a corporate environment, like the goal is to continue to get the promotions, right? More than likely, you're not just like, okay, I'm an account executive. I always wanna be this forever. So we look at those that are in those positions as models and examples of what what's necessary to get there. And for me, I saw a lot of people that were burnt out, that were all, their, their work consumed them and they expected it to consume you too. And that was like, that's what was necessary in order to get where they were. And yeah, they might have had more money, but, their well overall well-being was yeah. suffering and so how do we combat that in whatever role we're in of actually noticing when we're in danger of burning out like what yeah. are the signs
2: yeah and like the, the signs are, will differ from person to person but, you know, if you're starting to resent your work or resent the stuff that you're doing, if you're genuinely just not very happy, you know, and if the people around you are starting to notice signs, it's it's probably a good time for you to just do a self-assessment and figure out, like, is this worth it? Is what I'm doing worth it? Because, yes, money is awesome. So here for the money, I love me some money. Um, And I'm a successful entrepreneur that struggles with anxiety and depression, but I manage that by creating systems and spaces for myself where I can thrive, right? So where I can be in flow and like, let things kind of, let things come to me, but while also taking action, but always knowing that the action starts with me and taking care of myself, right? And taking a moment to just slow down, you know, like just stop. Just stop what you're doing and take a moment to just pause and really reflect on what it is that you really enjoy, what makes you happy, what right now is like really pissing you off. Where are you struggling right now? How can you ask for help? Is it therapy? Is it friends? Is it just being, is it isolation? For me, over the summer when I was going through my spiritual awakening and my mental health breakdown. I. I definitely had to isolate myself a little bit from everybody because I was just giving so, so much to everything and everyone through coaching, my family, relationships, everything. So I just had to like, I took a pause. I literally put the pause button on every single thing. And because I did that, I'm in a much, much better space now. I'm making the most money I've ever made in my life. I am in such a great space within all of my relationships. And I've learned that this is what I need and this is what I don't need and I'm cool with that and I (laughs) asked
1: well and I can just hear so many people who listen to this like already probably in Mm -hmm. their minds thinking "Well, that's great for you but I don't have the luxury of being able to take a pause you know what I mean like I'm a mom I've got three kids or or like I I'm a struggling associate and I'm trying to make partner and that's off the table where I can't tell my boss that I'm struggling because they're going to think that I'm not capable. And I think there's this really big block of people feeling like they can be honest, not just with themselves, but with, with their work, because they're like, yeah, that's easy for you because you're an entrepreneur and you make your own schedule. But what about me? Cause I have to go to work even if I don't feel like it. And that's, you know, that's true. And I think that's why it's so even more important to be aware of the signs because the responsibilities do differ and it will impact your level of how you're able to show up. And if you just ignore it for so long until until people start noticing, it's late at that point. You're late into the game where it's like, now... In order to get where you want to be into a healthier space, more than likely, that's why I think so many people end up having um, these like come to Jesus moments where they're like, oh shit, this is like too overwhelming.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I think, and for the person that's listening, that's just like, oh, I don't have the luxury of, you know, taking a moment to pause. I hear you, says, I totally want to 100% hear you. And, or bro, because I know you have <laughs> a lot of you guys that listen to this. Yeah. Um, But where I think it's important to, I think it's important for you to find spaces that would allow you to take a moment to pause. So that doesn't mean like you, you like I did, like just stopped everything, right? That means having finding some time where you can go to places or events or spaces where you can share your experiences and what is really, what's where you're struggling right now, and that's part of the reason why I started. Uh, wellness delivered, because I know that not everybody has the luxury or the time or the space to be vulnerable and take care of themselves. Right. And I find that it's important. Self care is very important, but also within that, another piece of that is community care, right? Taking care of each other so we could all thrive. So we are all in an environment where we're all thriving and we're not so much focused on that survival mode. Right. Um, So finding a space is key. It's key for you to figure out how exactly it is that you can prioritize yourself or maybe just have someone to talk to about it, right? Whether that's therapy or events or spaces or your gym or whatever it is, it's important for you to make that a priority.
1: Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And for those of us that are business owners or maybe we manage a team, like, that's the culture, the the community care aspect I think is the culture that's lacking and that we can really impact our organizations that wherever you're in is if you say like we're going to prioritize mental health we're going to prioritize self-care that opens up the space for people to be honest and vulnerable in that group and also says like if you need to take a mental health day like that's going to help you show up better tomorrow and be more productive and be more efficient, which is what we all you know, want to do. Um, and it's ignoring the, that in another person, you know, even when if I'm the boss and I'm the, the manager of a team and I know somebody on my team is, is struggling and just expecting them to push through it anyway.
3: Yeah.
1: In the end, that's gonna, that's not going to benefit anybody. And, um, No, I love that. I think it it is just a collective wanting every, like knowing what you need, but knowing that that's universal and everybody has the
2: same needs. Yeah, yeah, and it's also taking it, just taking it a step further as like we, this online space is growing drastically. Whether you work at a nine to five or you're a corporate or you have a side hustle or you're an online entrepreneur, uh, this space is new, it's booming, it's growing and i think it's important for every person that has an audience because you do have an audience whether you have five people following you or uh, a million people following you i think it's important for you to be as transparent as possible and understand that the people that are watching you are going to be affected by the stuff that you're saying the way that your values right and i think it's important for us to value that self-care and community care piece right because if you're not valuing self-care and community care that's where the burnout happens, that's where the turnover happens, that's where you you just lose a piece of yourself. And when you And you can tell. Yeah.
1: Like you can tell the the people that you follow if they prioritize that or not. Just from yeah. how like the stuff that they prioritize, the things that they care about, yeah. how they show up. It's like you can just tell. Yeah.
2: Exactly. And it's not only can you tell, I think it's it's important. As um, an influencer, as an online coach, to just understand that you are influencing people, right? So it's important for you to be as transparent as possible. I'm not saying like go on social and air your dirty laundry, but I have no qualms myself. Just talking about the days where I, I. Do have tons of anxiety, mm-hmm. or the days where my depression really is just kicking my butt. Like I do not mind talking about that because I know that someone else who's watching this is also going through the same thing. Yeah. Right. So it's finding a way to just kind of destigmatize this whole um, like self self care, um, even for men as well, self care for men, um, and self care for marginalized communities because. I'm. I mean, I, I come. I'm from Rwanda, so I'm not from the United States. And self care is not something, honey. We talked about at dinner. That's not. Yeah. Like, we always talked about the hustle. Yeah. Making sure that like, money doesn't grow on trees. Um, you gotta work, 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 work uh, until you know, until like you are successful, whatever that looks like. You know, self care is missing.
1: Yeah, that comes up, it was so funny, actually, last night at dinner, and my boyfriend is from Venezuela, so I, like, the Hispanic culture, mental health, and self-care is not, again, something that they talk about at the dinner table either, and I was at dinner with, actually, a group of girls, um, and they were asking me what I do, and I was telling them, and it was interesting, they were saying about, specifically in their culture, and I think this is similar for a lot of people born outside of the US Mm -hmm. is that um, this, the expectation of if you come to the United States or if you have the opportunity to build a life here, you have to like, their identity was so strongly connected with the need to um, like, say thank you to their parents or like, and prove that it was worth it, you know, right. and, and put in the work yeah, to say, I was successful and I did make something of this opportunity. And yeah. for those of us that are U.S. born native, we that is a huge luxury and privilege that we don't think about on a day-to-day basis where somebody like you or my boyfriend or any number of my friends that are immigrated to this country have a chip on their shoulder that are saying, I have... Like, I have to make the most of this opportunity that is in front of me, that I'm in this country. And to, for them, thinking about self-care is probably in some ways it sounds selfish. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, you know, it's not about me. I need to make my family proud. I need to be able to take care of these people and, you know, to take time for myself is, you know not in the in the cards for me right now at least right
2: and being selfish and i think there's like this like negative connotation with being selfish being selfish is okay Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, you cannot, you have to take care of yourself first before you can help other people. I mean, that's literally why you're in the airplane. They make you put the mask on first before you put a mask on your sis. Like, you have to take care of yourself first. And I think that's where a lot of, uh, at least I know like in my community, um, it's self-care, mental health is like not really a priority. What's a priority is chasing that American dream, which isn't free. It's not free. And that's something I grew up just hearing all the time you know my mom was a single mom we grew up on food stamps and we came to the US as refugees so like it, it was not easy at all by any means for her and I saw that growing up and I saw the hustle I saw it so for me I'm all about that hustle 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 but what I, what's become new for me within the past few years is embracing that self-care piece that being selfish that my family may not understand that I need to be selfish right now And guess Mm -hmm. what? I'm okay with that.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, it's your cup is like, what can you give out if your cup is empty?
2: Yeah.
1: And it's like, we have to fill our own cups so that we have something to give to everybody else. If we don't nourish ourselves, you're going to get, I'm going to be running on E and I'm just going to be spitting fumes. And that's not helpful to anybody, you know? And so it's actually, we can be more loving, more of service to everybody else when we serve ourselves and yeah. we are on our, you know, our needs.
2: Exactly.
1: Yeah, but you talk about something which some people might not really know what that means is flow. So, you say flow. What yeah. is that and how do we have flow in our lives?
2: Flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, it's funny because like that's actually something super new to me. Um, because I've always lived in that hustle, hustle, hustle mode. Like that's just like where I where I thought I was thriving, but it's actually more of a survival mode. So yes. flow is where I like to call like the thriving mode where it's like you've created a space for yourself where you don't necessarily need to worry about all these external things. What you need to worry about or prioritize is that internal those internal things and then the money and the clients and the relationships and everything else will just flow and just come come to you right and I don't say I'm like I'm not say i am not i am not really super like woo-woo by any means but I do believe that if you if you prioritize yourself and if you create a space for yourself to be in flow and take action right then you will be successful, whatever that looks like to you, right? And Mm. success could be like money or relationships or um, just being fucking happy, waking up and being like, I love the life that I'm living. And Mm. that's something that I ask myself every single day. Do I love the life that I'm living? And if the answer is no, like, I'm like, sis, let's reevaluate something. We're not doing this, we're not doing that because that's not creating an environment for me to be in flow.
1: Yeah. I love that. You know, when you were talking, it reminded me of when we're in the grind, it's almost like we're having to control the outcome. Like we are so fixated on the outcome that we feel like we have to do these things or we're not going to get whatever it is our goal is. And so we're trying to create a, you know, this formula for if I do these things, I'll get X, like if then but the flow state is really, if I, I have this idea of what I want, I've taken inspired action. Like I have a container for that to happen. And then I don't force it. I just allow it to like come and I'm okay. Either way, like you're, we're not attached, attached to the outcome. It's, it's, I have put myself in a place to receive it. And I've, it's not like, I wake up in the morning i'm like oh i want all this money and it's just gonna flow into me yeah. in my bank account today you know I, if it nice. was like that we would all be meditating and like <laughs> yeah. doing all the woo-woo things yeah but it's a mixture yeah it's the setting of the table for those things to happen and yeah. then waiting to see who joins you and exactly. and, and, and just and- being in a place of receiving yeah
2: yeah yeah and i love that because the The easiest way I would describe it is hustle is more about control, as you mentioned, and flow is being in alignment, essentially. So for me, I am a Virgo, so I love control. I like to control every single bit and aspect of my life, but I've realized that I'd rather just be in alignment, like, that's just, it gives myself a lot more grace, and it's easier to live my life the way I want to live my life if I focus less on control and more on alignment. know yeah Mm
1: -hmm. because when we look back when we were in the times of just hustle 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 and even if we got the thing that we were working towards how much of the journey yeah were we actually enjoying yeah
2: (laughs) yeah and life is meant to be enjoyed you know it doesn't have to be i um my boyfriend's uh, dad says this all the time he says work is work and play is play but for me the way i see it is like I want to enjoy every aspect of my life. You know, of course there is like, I want to be able to find joy in the mundane things. Like I do a lot of virtual assistant stuff and I love it because I thrive in that kind of environment. I've had a lot of experience doing systems and all that jazz. Um, So doing like spreadsheets and whatnot, I want to be able to be happy and find joy in creating a spreadsheet, right? And if I can find joy in creating a damn spreadsheet, y'all, I know I'm living my best damn life
1: like yeah no (laughs) No kidding (laughs) no kidding that's so true but i like for the most of my life i subscribed to the same idea um that work had to be hard that it had to be a struggle and i talked to my clients all the time i had two calls yesterday It was like we're obsessed with the idea that if we're not struggling we're not succeeding and flow state and self-care is like it's the opposite, and it feels uncomfortable for so many people because we're like, I'm not having to, like, kill myself or struggle to have the things that I really want. And it's just unfamiliar because we've just been living in this grind yeah. mentality for so long. It's just yeah. so unfamiliar.
2: I mean, we're like this – it's like a badge of honor sometimes, I think. Like, who can outstruggle each other? Like, who's, yeah. like – hustling the hardest who's like the most sleep deprived because we're comparing yeah Yeah, and i'm just like sit like i i'm sorry at least i know for myself when i'm sleep deprived i'm not cute and i my personality isn't cute so (laughs) i don't want to be sleep deprived yeah I i know that being in that hustle mode there's a time and there's a place for it but most of my life i know for the rest of my life i'm going to focus a lot more on being in flow and alignment and taking care of myself so i can take care of other people so I can create spaces where people are thriving and not having to focus too much on that survival mode, which is, takes a toll on yourself mentally, physically, spiritually, financially, and you may not see it right now, but you will see it. You will see it down the line. Your family will see it. Your kids will see it. Your relationships will see it and feel it, you know?
1: Well, and we'll say like, well, I'm sacrificing now so that I can have X later. Yeah. uh, But what if so we look back on our lives and your whole life was spent sac- sacrificing everything. and when you really wanted to have enjoyed the dinners with your pa- family you know yeah. what i mean you would have you, you now see hindsight's twenty twenty. you wish you would have prioritized the you know going to get your nails done with your yeah. your mom or yeah. whatever it is and i had a lot of those moments when i lost my mom i was like time, all the times I was too busy and we're like, oh, but we, we equate busyness to success. If we're yeah. busy, we must be doing all these important right. things. Right. And it was like, no, I wish I had realized that the present moment was all I had and to enjoy that. And we are always thinking so far in the future.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's like just coming back to this, like right here and right now and being like, how can I, how can I enjoy my life more
2: Yeah. Exactly, and you, know, you don't have to build your empire or take care of others at a deficit of self, right? And I think that we feel like we can only do things for other people or build our empires without necessarily prioritizing yourself. So if you have like a, a to-do list, like for your soul, you should be at the top, honey. You should be at the very, very, very top, no matter what. And that, that may mean canceling plans with people
0: that may mean
2: not taking on another client because you are literally burnt out. That may mean saying, oh, maybe not going to Thanksgiving because you're really not. Your family just doesn't get you and it's triggering, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of that too, it just takes. It takes self awareness. Um, it also takes like a level of like maturity for you to kind of grow into that, right? I think that it it can be really hard to be like that self aware where you're like, mm-hmm. shit, you know what? thanksgiving is not for me this year
1: sorry i actually had like a i had a moment where i realized it was like a milestone moment for me the other day last weekend where i was like i am i am evolving and growing like in this area of my life because i had someone who reached out to me and was like i want to work with you i have um these i'm a professional athlete, like a, a manager for professional athletes, I think they could really use life coaching, da-da-da-da-da, I would love to get on a call, and thought initially, like, this is could be a potentially great opportunity, and he emailed me and said, can we get on a call today, and I, we had some exchanges, and from the from the conversation on email, I just had a very Deep sense that this yeah. was not that ideal client that I should be looking for and working with. Where old ego Tory, like when I'm in my ego, it's like, no, but I could have, you know, this the status because I work with these people, or they could bring in a lot of money, or da 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 da. But I knew it was out of alignment for what yeah. is best for me, and so I just said, you know, I think there's probably somebody that's better for you guys to work with and it's not me and to say no to a client or to fire a client that's Mm -hmm. you know that doesn't abide by your standards of work or whatever it is it takes a lot of courage but to say like I'm going to turn this down knowing that something else better is going to come in Mm -hmm. even but we we're so attached to thinking like this is the best it's going to get yeah how many of us have stayed in relationship school it's because we thought that this was it. This was. It's not gonna get better than this. Yeah. I'm not gonna find somebody that's gonna love me more. Like I'll just stay here, and yeah. we stay for good or even like crappy, yeah. <laughs> because we're afraid of the the unknown of what could come. But I. That was just a little moment for me. I was like, dang, that I can turn something down, knowing that good things, better things are coming and trusting myself, and yeah. it's been a lot of practice, it takes a lot of practice, yeah. um, but we can develop, it's like a muscle, I think we, we develop it every time exactly. we listen to us, yeah.
2: Yep, you gotta practice it, you gotta practice it every day and ask yourself, like, is this actually serving me right mm-hmm. now, am I okay, am I yeah. actually okay, like, and being honest about it, and not just, like, trying to sugarcoat things, right, the self-care, like we had mentioned earlier, it's not... It's not always cute, sometimes it's ugly, sometimes it's hard, sometimes you're crying, sometimes you guys got snot coming down your nose, yep. but it's cool. you just got to feel the feels and then figure out what exactly it is that you need to be in that thriving mode and not necessarily too, too focused on trying to survive, trying to make it to the next launch, trying to make it to the next business meeting, trying to push through this terrible space that you're in right now and, like, your relationships or whatever it may be, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've also had like those those similar moments where where I'm like, Oh girl, you are evolving like I think it was over when I turned twenty six in September, I was like, you know what? I'm becoming the woman of my dreams. Like I and and then after that, after I said that I'm like, actually you know what, I am the woman of my dreams right now. And you know what? I'm so here for it. <laughs> and other people might not be, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't at the end of the day.
1: No. Nope. Yeah. I think one of the things I did want to like talk about before we wrap up is the stigma for men yeah. around like, whether this is like a female only thing. Cause I feel like it, a lot of females talk about self-care and wellness yeah. and taking care of our mental health, but what, like, how do we get the, the men out there thinking that it's not just a female thing?
2: Yeah. I think it, it's hard because I feel like right now like, there's, there's, there's this movement, there's always this movement, right, for creating these incredible spaces for women to thrive because historically we, you know, the systems aren't always set up in a way where we can thrive. It's always been about survival mode for women or just trying to figure out, figure it out on your own. Um, but the one space where I have found um, is taken is taken up by women, which is amazing. is like the self care industry, the self care wellness industry, there's a lot of um, women who are involved in self care. Not a lot of men are, and if they are, it's behind the scenes. And that's a lot of that has to do with because sometimes men don't feel as comfortable to talk about talking about their traumas or talking about um, what's pissing them off or what's what triggers them or their depression. And so I think it's important for us to also to remember that, that we need to create a space where men do feel comfortable to participate in self-care. Uh-huh. And that's not just like the face masks, um, cause me and my boo, we do face masks once a week and that's care <laughs> routine and we love it. Um, but it's also, we also sit down and talk about the real shit because I suffer from depression. He also suffers from depression. So it would not make sense for me to spend all this time dealing and healing if, I don't create a space where he can also deal and heal as well, you know? And it's, I think it's hard. Like this topic is hard because, you know, it's like women, this women that, and I'm so here for women. I love my women. I love my females, but we also need to understand that the other part, sometimes we are in relationships with men, right? Sometimes we're in relationships, whether, whether we're a significant other or not, or whether it's your brother or, your friend or whoever. Mm-hmm. And it's important for all of us to feel okay, right? Mm-hmm. Cause we're all like, we're these souls living these like human experiences together. And if we aren't taking care of each other, that's when shit hits the fan, honey. Like shit mm-hmm. will hit the fan. And I think I read the other day where I think it's like three and a half, um, that men are three and a half more times likely to die by suicide than women. Right. And I'm yeah. not saying self-care is the answer for that, but it's a step in the right direction where if they can feel comfortable to be in that space, a self-care space, or to be in a space where they can talk about what's going on with them, then we can start to address the issues and we can start to address those problems. Right. Yeah. A lot of, we have to figure out how we can destigmatize like self-care for men, for marginalized communities, for people who may not necessarily have grown up in the self-care era. Um, you know
1: what i'm saying yeah and i think it's just creating like you said safe places like this yeah. conversation like i would love to get a guy on here to talk about yeah. these things too it's like because i think there's such an identity crisis of thinking that if we're vulnerable that so many men are told vulnerability is weakness mm-hmm. and so to be honest with another person um about how they're feeling um would basically like wrap them out, that they're not just these big strong men that can handle it all and have it all together. Like I was talking to one of my former colleagues who I had developed a very strong relationship um, with and he was like, he's like 50 and he has multiple kids and um, he just, he would say, "I, I don't feel like I can always be honest about the things I'm feeling. I don't have feel like I have it all together or have it figured out and I'm 50 and how can I say that, you know, because I've got to show my family or I've got to show the world that I'm okay. And so we've created this environment where we just have to suffer in silence mm-hmm. or the men, you know, just feel like they have to be, um, have this mask of, of strength yeah. when really inside they are hurting at times. I mean, not all the time we all, but we all experience that. And just taking the pressure off of men and saying, you don't have to be, have the suit of armor on all the time. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah,
2: And it's okay to experience things and feel what you're feeling. Yeah. And not to receive backlash because of the way that you're feeling or what you are experiencing. Um, Because what we all are experiencing may be different from person to person, right? Like the way we experience life is completely different. And I think it's important for us to not only realize that but also say that it's okay mm-hmm. it's totally okay boo like if you're going through something right now and it's okay for you to talk about it and mm-hmm. that's it's for kevin and i my boyfriend um we have to have those conversations because our having depression is a part of our relationship 100 mm-hmm. percent we are both experienced we both experience depression both experience it in different ways his communication style is different than mine Um, and it's okay Mm. it's 100% okay and I think the more that we talk about it being okay the more that other people are going to feel like actually gonna believe it and then start to act that way right and live their life that way
1: Mm. yeah and I think it just starts it starts with us it starts with us in our relationships and then Mm. it trickles out yeah 100% well I appreciate you. Um, do you want to tell people how they can find you and kind of what your upcoming events are?
2: Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram, at Charlene Nazaire, and um, I'm sure you'll tag that in the show notes so I don't have to t- spell it all out for you for guys. Sure. Um, but upcoming, if you are in the Knoxville, Tennessee area, or Atlanta, I'll be hosting two events. One is for women of color. It's a networking event, uh, but Um, allies and accomplices are more than welcome. So if if you don't identify as a woman of color, you are still more than welcome to come. Um, It'll be a wonderful brunch. We'll be talking about how to um, monetize your passions and what resources that uh, you may need. Um, And then the next event will be later in December. Um, It's a self-care event for, um, sorry, my my phone's actually dying. No. It's, a yeah, it's all good. It's a self-care event. Um, we'll be doing a tea talk with CBD. A local CBD company will be there. Uh, we'll be creating some like a self-care kit. And I don't want to give it all away because we're still working on like our sponsorship stuff. Awesome. But it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be the community and the experience that you need to take care of yourself and take care of each other. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, we'll definitely let people know so that they can attend if they're in the area yes. and just want to say i love you girl thank you so love much you. for being on thank and
2: for sh- having me on here and yeah. i really appreciate your audience for taking the time to listen
1: yeah definitely i know this will be so beneficial for them i can't wait to hear the feedback and how they start implementing this because it will it will change your life so yes <laughs> love you thanks
3: love you.